Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Why should you commit to memory the catechism, child or adult, especially for adults? Why should you commit to memory this catechism? You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for the great support of Faith and Family on KFUO. Find out more about them on the KFUO.org website. They're in the sponsor section. Look for Concordia University, Wisconsin. Joining me in studio today, Joe Wilman, Senior Instructional Designer for Concordia Publishing House. Dad and uh, husband and father and... Uh, well, I should say fellow father who who is truly devoted to uh, to teaching and nurturing that faith in his children and and cares about um, well Christian education for all people. Joe, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Andy. I'm glad to be here. I just keep going on about you but, uh, and not forget to like <laughs> let, let you have a chance to say good morning. Well, glad to have you in studio today. I always enjoy our conversations. Uh, because they they all come back to uh, teaching the truth in our homes, in our you know with our families, and uh, today we're talking about the catechism, one of the most important things that we have, right? Absolutely, yeah. the small catechism I think is what we're talking about, right? Are you talking about the large catechism today? Well, today's a small catechism that I think we should put to memory. Putting putting the entire large catechism to memory might be there are people that can do that. That ha- would be a a large task. Have you done that? Uh, not yet. Okay. Have you? No, no. The small catechism is uh, is where it's at. That's yeah. what we're doing in our household. Uh, well, let's start with uh, what are these catechisms? What let's let's talk about the small catechism. What yeah. is the small catechism? So, so the word catechism in and itself is just a book of questions and answers. And um, just a little backstory on all of that. If we go back to was it fifteen twenty nine? I believe when when the small catechism came out. Uh, Luther had sent pastors out to go visit parishes and see what it is. And I believe in the beginning, in the preface, it says, oh, the deplorable state that that he's seen of what's going on. So he tasked himself and put himself to writing the small and the large catechism. The large catechism came out first, then the small catechism second. But the small catechism is a resource for heads of households to teach the faith at home. Um, But even at that time, he gave it to pastors who couldn't say the Lord's prayer, uh, and things like that. So as the head of the household should teach his family, mm-hmm. isn't that how the, how, uh, each chief part begins? It, it is at, at, right at the top of it as the head of the household should teach his family. And it's so important for us to embrace that. Um, I know we're talking about why adults should memorize the catechism mm-hmm. today, but if we look at our vocations as, as fathers, um, and even mothers at, 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 at this point, We need to embrace the fact that we are all teachers, Um, especially in our society today. It can be very easy for us to say, well, I'm not a teacher. That's what my kid's school is for. But the reality is every single parent is a teacher. You are an educator. Um, that, that, that's something that I've been joking around with some friends at work is everybody, a homeschooler, not that we're all homeschoolers, but everybody is an educator in their home from the time your child is born till the time that they leave. And you will continue that educational process. Whether you accept the, that reality correct, or not. That, that is the reality. Whether you, you acknowledge it yeah. or not, that, that is the reality. Whether you're intentional about what you are teaching, how you're educating, or unintentional. Yeah, that, those <laughs> there, are two different things. But <laughs> There is still education. There is still teaching happening. Correct. Um, it might be, it probably happens chiefly by modeling, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it may be very in, intentional in instruction. 
yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the things that, that you do confess something. Mm -hmm. And to take that even out of the theological aspect of it, just our actions confess something. You know, I, I have a slight addiction to YouTube. And, you know, <laughs> we, we noticed last week that my daughter, Daddy, I just want to watch TV with you. And I was like, ooh, that's probably not a good thing at this point in time. So we have to really consider what are we doing and what does that teach our kids? Certainly in our household, it's, Daddy, it's the red one yeah. on the screen. <laughs> That's where all the educational videos are. The red one, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So if if we are educators of children, if, if parents are educators of children, we are the, the teachers of children, we, we certainly partner with schools. We may partner with, uh, with other teachers with schools uh, for their formal education as well. But we are the teachers of children. And if modeling is one of those ways, one of those chief ways of teaching, it makes all the more sense then that we need to learn what we're going to expect our children to learn as well. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you talk of that modeling, um, the, the phrase... Uh, do as I say, not as I do, is something that should, we should eliminate from our vocabulary. But especially with the the catechism, for most of us, I, I shouldn't say for most of us, I don't want to generalize things. There are people that have the experience where the first time that they cracked open the small catechism was entering confirmation, and then the last time that they cracked open the small catechism was exiting confirmation. And for as Lutherans, we speak so highly of this. We treasure this. It teaches the faith so succinctly and so clearly. Uh, and for us to model that to our children that we are in this, not, o not only in God's Word every day, but in what God's Word teaches us every single day. Do as I do. <laughs> so. so then, it, it, it's let's talk about its importance, obviously because we're modeling, but more reasons why it's important to commit to memory the catechism. Yeah, so first let's talk about the six chief parts of the catechism. What does it teach? The first thing that it teaches are the law, what God expects of us. The second thing that it teaches is who God is in the creed. Then how do we interact with God in the Lord's Prayer? Then we go into baptism, confession, and the Lord's Supper, how God has chosen to deal with us. Hmm. So as we look at those six things, those are all really important to know. Uh, if I'm going to confess this faith, if I'm going to speak to my neighbor, I'm going to speak to my children about what it is that I believe, I hope I know what I believe. I, 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 by having the small catechism, you save yourself from going to somebody in a conversation and saying, you know, I'm just not sure on that core fundamental doctrine of what I believe. By knowing this, you know that core fundamental doctrine by what you believe, because it is, it is ingrained in you. You know that. You can respond with that. And I would also say, particularly because in we, as we hear the Word of God, we learn it, but sometimes all of these ideas are swarming around in our minds, and we don't, we can't clearly articulate what it is what that we believe concerning the Word of God. We've heard it. We have faith. Uh, God is faithful in His promises. But how do we articulate what we believe? Having it, in, as you so nicely said earlier, that the small catechism uh, says it succinctly, mm -hmm. what we believe, teach, and confess. When we have the small catechism, whether we're reading it or we have it committed to memory, when we can share what's in the small catechism, we can articulate what we believe in a very simple way. Yeah. And, 
and we can say it with such confidence that we yes. can say, this is not only what I believe, although it is, this is what God has taught us. This is what, when we open our Bible, this is what you will find in Holy Scripture that God has told us and promised us. And I'm not the only one who believes this. Correct. Correct. We live in a very individualistic society, and <laughs> yeah. to, to, to be able to say, uh, this is... This isn't something that was written yesterday. Yeah. This isn't, isn't something that was new yesterday. Yeah. So so when we think of, uh, if we open Jude at the beginning of Jude in, in verse 3, we should contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. And we can say clearly that what is explained in Luther's small catechism is the faith once for all delivered to the saints. And I can explain that to you now clearly, succinctly, and so that anybody can understand, even a small child. So it's important... And it's not just, some might be concerned that learning or memorizing something is just rote, you know, learning by rote. And, and that, that seems so foreign and even carries a negative connotation in, in our culture today. Yeah, I, I think whenever you look at any type of rote information, if we look at the time, well, let's take this from adult learning down to child learning. Uh, the appropriate way to teach children is rote in the beginning because that's when it is, they're ready to learn rote information so young. We were talking about children learning Latin earlier and are four-year-olds ready to learn that right now? Maybe. Uh, but you need to have these words internalized mm -hmm. um, and then you can apply them. But to, to just come out and say, well, this is just rote. This is God's truth. Uh, whether you go, the method by which you go to put these, commit these to memory are rote methods or devotional methods or reading methods. For example, say you have a favorite song. Mm -hmm. You know every word to that song. Correct. Not saying it's, I mean, it could be any kind of song. It could be a, a secular song. You have a favorite song. You know all the words to that song. How is it that you learned all the words to that song? Practice. Hearing it and singing yeah. it really loudly in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the times not even thinking about the words mm -hmm. in which you're saying. It's a catchy tune. It sounds really good. And then you go back and you're like, hmm, that's a little weird. I'm going to keep singing it. But that's a... Uh... <laughs> and I'm singing this because... Yeah. So we, we learn things by rote. We practice things mm -hmm. all the time. And we don't judge them as being rote or pointless or meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting in society today as we look at anything from historical context, anything that, that doesn't have, you know, math, there's an end goal to your, to your roteness. So that, that, that's uh, demonstrate, you, you can demonstrate that, right? You see people as they look at what history teaches us uh, and then they align things like our confessions and scripture in the same bucket of those kind of things. And when people look at that, why do I need to know this? I can Google it. Why, why, why do I need to know this? And these are God's eternal truths for you. There can be no more important thing. I, I would contend that knowing what scripture teaches is more important than knowing that one plus one is two. It is of utmost importance to us. And so as a Christian, we should ask ourselves, what is important for us to know? And if it's important for us to know, it's important for us to memorize. So I memorized the catechism when I was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Why important 
Why, why is it important for me to do it again? Yeah, so I, I, I look at uh, people in three different buckets. Um, there are people who have memorized the catechism and today continue to have that on their hearts and on their minds and on their on their mouths. Um, there are people that memorized it and forgot it. And then there are people that never memorized it. So for those second two groups, and I was in the number two uh, in that group, um, it is so important to be able to enunciate to your children, to your friends, to your family, to anybody that you interact with. This is the faith that that I confess that scripture teaches. But beyond that, it's important mm-hmm. for you to know that. It's important for you to guard yourself against the ways of the world, against other teachings that aren't great. By knowing these, by internalizing these, by memorizing these and going back to those, when you hear something a little off, you can sit there and you can think, yeah, that's a little off. <laughs> and I know why it's a little off. Or when you're coming up to decisions that you need to make, we all, we all have decisions. We make millions of decisions every single day. And as you come up to those decisions, you can start to think, what does God expect of me in this? I'm going to fail. I'm going to make bad decisions mm-hmm. every single day. And thanks be to God that he's given me that fourth, fifth and sixth chief part of the catechism that, that my forgiveness is, is here that Jesus won on the cross for us. But for me to be able to to utilize the knowledge that I have here and then apply that to my life. Our belief, our faith informs, it shapes our worldview, how we regard the rest of the world. Having what we believe committed to memory in a succinct way is that point of reference when you are making decisions every day. Mm-hmm. Just as you were sharing those, you know, what does God expect of me in this situation? The first thing that comes to mind is the Ten Commandments. Yeah. As an, and I'm starting to, to <laughs> go through the Ten <laughs> Commandments in my mind and thinking about, you know, specific situations. You know, what would God expect me to do in this situation? It's, it's not just a WWJD, yeah. which is a law, yeah. but what what does God expect of me? The Ten Commandments, which mm-hmm. are law. Correct. But in that, we also see there, there's gospel as well. Uh, Jesus kept the law perfectly. Well, and when you think about that application process of those things that you come up, how, how would God expect me to respond in this? And in that moment when you realize I did not respond, mm-hmm. how, how God created the world to respond in that scenario, then we find in the second article of the creed, the answer for that. We find our, our, our absolution in that. We find what Christ did for us there uh, when, when we go through that. And then we find in ourselves when I, when I struggle and when I, I don't know that my faith is waning, we, we know in that third article of how God has delivered that to us and I cannot by my own power, will, reason, or strength, any of that, believe in Jesus. But the Holy Spirit's called me to that. Thanks be to God. Yes. <laughs> what does, what did Dr. Luther say in the catechism about learning it, about learning what's contained in the catechism? So this is where we, we want to jump into the preface of the large catechism, because this is where Dr. Luther really set out the example of what we should know. And when Luther wrote the word catechism, he didn't necessi- necessarily mean uh, what we would call the six chief parts. When we read Luther and writing in prefaces and things like that, especially pre-1529, 
um, he's talking about the first three chief parts. So the law, the, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. So he would say that we should commit to these daily. He would instruct parents that you should be testing your children daily. And, and testing is probably a different <laughs> word today to us than what it would have been then. But talk about this, discuss this, make sure they understand this daily. There can be no more important thing that your children know than that. So he was very adamant. He also always had some fun ways of, of talking about it, talking about don't feed your children until they've responded to what you've asked and, and different things like that. But he, you can clearly read in his writing the importance that, that this catechism plays in his life and in all of our lives. That brings us right back to what you were talking about earlier, that uh, out of anything we have to learn in life, whether it's one plus one equals two, that this is of utmost importance, more important than that. Yeah. This is, this is God's truth. This is God's word. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn something like this, if you want to commit to memory, the small catechism you were talking about, Luther suggests you should be teaching this to your children. Mm-hmm. You should be uh, testing them daily. Well, what better way to learn than to teach someone else? Yeah. Every teacher will tell you that the easiest way to do something is by teaching it. To, to learn something is to teach it, and, mm-hmm. and to teach something is to learn it. So if you are committing yourself to every day with your children, going through the text of the catechism, you will learn the text of the catechism because you are going to be in it every day and repeating it daily and doing all of those different things daily. So it's going to get into your mind when you do that. There are so many different other ways that you can apply this. There may be people that are listening right now that don't have the gift of children right now or or aren't married or have never learned it before. And there's several other ways, but as the head of the household teaching your family mm-hmm. this, hearing it every day, teaching it every day, going through that with your children every day, uh, that will help you learn that. And then from the understanding side, that's what the gift of children are so great at because they're going to ask you questions that are going <laughs> to cause you to think, I never really thought of it that way, sweetheart. So let's let's go into this a little deeper. Very good point. We're talking about memorizing the catechism as an adult and, and not everybody has, uh, has children in their lives mm-hmm. on a daily basis. But if you do have that, uh, whether they're your children or someone else's children. Yeah. Get reading it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, work on learning the catechism together. I know for me personally, uh, making this a, a, a regular family habit uh, on a daily basis has certainly uh, sharpened my catechism skills, my, my memory work in the catechism because it, it, it became, there's more accountability when the whole family's doing it together. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then your kids keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with routine that, uh, daddy, we didn't do this today. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Now we, we, we need to get to that. It also becomes a really good way to delay bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it, we've talked about how this is meaningful for children. What about, as you mentioned earlier, for those where children is not a part of their, their daily life, is this, is it what we would say useful in daily life? Yeah. I I mean, think of all of the struggles of the world that we go through. All of us have battles and trials and tribulations, Mm -hmm. but the words that are written out in the small catechism that come from scripture, they, they teach us, about the peace that we find in Christ. It, it, this isn't just a, a 
people say the Bible basic instructions before leaving earth, which is a terrible analogy, right? <laughs> and we would never want to apply that to the small catechism because it's so much more than just that road information. It's this understanding of who we are in God's sight and what he's done for us. What if, what if, you know, we referenced earlier those who committed it to memory in maybe, you know, junior confirmation catechesis, seventh, eighth grade, somewhere around there. Uh, what, what if you've never memorized it, never committed it to memory? What about now as an adult? Well, I, I would encourage you to go out and do that, um, especially if we were there in the beginning and we were sitting and thinking, oh, I'm 13. I've got a little bit of angst in the world. <laughs> Pastor's making me memorize this thing. I'm really just thinking about my baseball game tonight or the girl that just ran across the hallway right now. Maybe you didn't put the effort into it like you, you would have been expected to do. Um, doing it now will deepen your understanding of what we believe, teach, and confess. And as you go to the divine service and you receive God's gifts, as you're out serving your neighbor by following mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments, you are going to understand so much about what God has set this world to be. And you give yourself a little bit more understanding of what it is to be the salt of the earth, to be the light for other people uh, to do that. I remember one of the congregations I served uh, during junior catechesis, uh, while that class was ta taking place, probably four or five students in class, but there was always one older man in the congregation who always sat in the back of the class every year mm -hmm. who would sit there and participate in catechesis too, because he saw it as so important to his daily life to, to learn and to commit to memory the, these, the, the truth of God's word in such a, a, a simple way. So he was there for a catechesis every week. There's older gentlemen, uh, and, he was there all the time, willing to learn and, and ready to learn right alongside you know, children who are, you know, third, fourth grade uh, up through high school. Yeah. What, what a blessing for those children. Not only was it a blessing for him to constantly hear God's word, to, to constantly hear the truth that we confess, but for those children to see how important this is mm -hmm. in our life and to have a role model and an example there living that out to them, showing them how important this is. What, what a blessing that must have been for your children. It, it served him well. Uh, he continued to, to participate in that class up until the, the time the Lord called him yeah. home. And uh, yeah, certainly served. And, and a good example for me as well, yeah. how important it is, how important catechesis is, um, whether we're discussing it or simply committing it to memory. Yeah. We have just a couple minutes before we dig into the how yeah. before we get into that. Other questions or, or perhaps misconceptions people that, that you've heard regarding the small catechism? Well, the first thing that I, I would encourage people to understand from a misconception standpoint is so many of us think of the catechism as that, well, for you and I, I'm assuming it was the blue book uh, when it, when first one, when yes. It, yes, the first one. When I was teaching, it was yeah, the, the maroon yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, not now, now, the, now the maroon one. Um, understanding that all of the explanation is so important and it is so helpful. But when we want to commit to memory, we commit to memory what we call the Encridian, those first 44 pages in the maroon one uh, that, that we look at, those six chief parts. 
focus on committing that to memory. If you pull that whole book out and you open it and you think, I'm going to memorize this whole thing, there are people that have done that and hold that to with them to this day. <laughs> However, we want to really commit to memory these six chief parts that Luther left us. And then that last part in what we all think of as the catechism, it's the catechism with explanation, the explanation mm -hmm. is such a helpful guide and resource and something that we should also be in daily, but don't think that I'm going to pick this up the whole thing and then be swamped. We're talking about memorizing the catechism as an adult, the, the small catechism. We're talking with Joe Wilman, senior instructional designer for Concordia Publishing House. We'll be back in just a moment right here on Worldwide KFUO. Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee, with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Many people believe it's common sense. Government programs offering birth control and sex education to teens cause increased sexual activity and more teen pregnancies and abortions. A study published in the Journal of Health Economics proves they're right. Great Britain had twice as many teen pregnancies as other European nations, so they launched a government program promoting sex ed and birth control. Teen pregnancy rates didn't drop. Recent financial cutbacks resulted in some communities ending this program. So researchers compared them with others that continued the programs. Those that ended them saw a statistically significant reduction in teen pregnancy and abortion rates. Of course, you're not hearing about this in the media, but I thought you'd like to know. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. I'm Gary Duncan, the General Manager of Worldwide KFUO. We promote our various programs. We ask you to listen to your favorite show. We ask you to support our broadcast ministry, and we thank you for that support. But maybe we don't ask you to pray for us as much as we should. Please pray for the staff, management, radio hosts, and volunteers here at Worldwide KFUO. Pray that the message of salvation through Christ is heard clearly by listeners around the world. Pray that we continue to reach into those areas that are hostile to the Word of God. Pray that KFUO continues to reach those people desperately needing to hear the good news message and pray that God continues to bless us financially through the gifts we need to continue our broadcast ministry. Thank you for listening, supporting, and praying for Worldwide KFUO. You truly are appreciated. We are the messenger of good news. AM 850 in St. Louis, worldwide at KFUO.org. The Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education invites you to attend our Reformation Summer Conference 
July 11 through 13, 2017 in Cheyenne, Wyoming, focused on truth and education. Speakers include the Reverend Rolf Preuss, Dr. Angus Manuge, and Dr. Thomas Korchak. Enjoy this year's unique banquet experience at a Wyoming bison ranch. Visit ccle.org for more speakers and information. That's ccle.org. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery, and it happens in our own communities. Victims can be any gender, age, or race. Join the Department of Homeland Security's Blue Campaign to learn how to recognize and report this heinous crime. Visit our website at www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. That's www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Your second look could be their second chance. Hi, I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, host of Moments of Assurance on KFUO, inviting you to tune in to the weekend edition of the program, the new time of 7.45 a.m. Saturday and Sunday mornings, Central Time. There'll be a different text and theme each week and plenty of encouragement and strength which only the Lord's Word can supply. So join me for a quarter hour of God's power and strength. That's Moments of Assurance weekend at 7.45 a.m. Saturday and Sunday mornings on KFUO. Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. We're talking the catechism today, memorizing the small catechism as an adult. Our guest today, Joe Wilman, Senior Instructional Designer for Concordia Publishing House right here in St. Louis, Missouri. And, you know, Joe, you come on and talk every once in a while about important educational topics like this. But people can also read your work as well, not just listen, but read your work. You you write for Concordia Publishing House's blog on education, right? Yeah, correct. So if you go to education.cph.org, we have a blog that's separated into a lot of different categories. I, I write on teaching the faith at home. We have a section on college that Dr. Bull, uh, Bernard Bull writes about. We have a high school blog that Dave Black writes about. Uh, Pastor Pete Jerkin, who works for us now at CPH, writes about teaching in the parish. Lisa Krenz talks about teaching children with special needs. Um, we, we have a homeschooling section that's just getting up and going that uh, later today, a blog post from Cheryl Magnus will uh, will be going out on, on that as well. Um, we have an early childhood section of the blog. So really anything that you could want to know about education. We, we try to cover that on that blog from a Lutheran perspective. Very good. Lots of great resources. And, and I know that's what sometimes sparked these conversations yeah. as well, what you're writing about there. So we're talking about memorizing the catechism, committing to memory, this succinct uh, explanation of the faith of God's word. Mm-hmm. And looking at uh, this daunting task as an adult, it may seem daunting, arduous, mm-hmm. uh, frightening for someone particularly who's never committed this to memory before. What's your advice? Well, the first thing before we even talk about like how to get into it, the first thing that we talk about is how do we make something a habit uh, in our lives? Um, Let's make an analogy. Um, You and I both like to work out. Uh, I didn't work out for a long time and my exercise science degree on the wall was kind of judging me a little bit for that. (laughs) So this last January, I decided, okay, I need to get back into this. I just really wasn't happy. But what was the most important thing for me doing that during that point in time was that I got through it for 21 days in a row. That was that was the the whole goal for me is that if I can do this for 21 days, I will then have shaped myself 
that this is just something I do. And now it's like mm-hmm. second nature. If I don't work out on a day, I get really kind of irritated that I, I don't get my 30 minutes in a day that you get irritated by that, but it takes dedication on your part to say, this is really important to me. I'm going to carve out this time, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, depending upon what, how you decide mm-hmm. to go through that. Um, but it's really important to say, I have a goal that over the next three weeks, I'm going to do this every day. I, I never would have thought when I was in high school or a freshman in college that I would be a morning person. And I'm not really a morning person. However, I learned that if I start my day two hours earlier, an hour earlier, I can mm-hmm. commit to a habit like this, whether it's this or exercise. You know, when I was in grad school, it was, my classes weren't until like four in the evening, yeah. but I'd get up at five and go swim at six mm-hmm. and, and get in a good workout and of course go back to bed for a nap. But yeah. uh, even now, when I started here a few years ago, realizing that if I just get up a half an hour earlier, I can get in that exercise and then not have to worry about it the rest of the day. And gosh, then I feel, then I don't feel grumpy about it later in the day that I didn't get in my workout. Yeah. I I think, um, and these aren't, these, these are great life tips too, as well, (laughs) but but it's just, you you know, I I have a a good friend and mentor that his goal is to read a hundred books a year. That's his goal to read a hundred books a year. And, And he hits it several years. And I asked him one time, how do you do that? I was like, there's 24 hours in a day. And I know how much you do. You're a prolific writer. You're a teacher. And he walked me through his day and it was just very organized. And I was like, well, you're, you're a dad, you're a husband. And he's like, here's the time that, 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 that he has for that. And it's just, um, w- when you get into those kind of habits, so many other things change in your life as well. Once you you're able to do that and you have a little bit more organization, probably a conversation for a different day, but something that will benefit you in your prayer life in committing this to memory, but so many other things. If if you haven't memorized the catechism, maybe you also don't read the Bible every single day. Maybe you're you're not teaching this to your children yet at this point in time. So carving out that time and just set a goal in the beginning. And that goal needs to be three weeks long to hit it every day. And we need to be realistic and take an inventory of our time and how we're yep. using our time. Yep. We often think we don't have enough time to do something like this, mm-hmm. but if we really take an inventory, actually write down how we're using our time in a throughout a week or throughout even just throughout a day we'll realize there are, we can prioritize yeah. we can look at how important is it that i do this versus this yep yeah absolutely absolutely so let's jump into some different paths along that knowing that as you're going through this uh thinking about the the three weeks that you're going to set in front of you. If, if, you, if you're going to do this, I'm going to commit myself to three weeks. There's some different ways that you can do this. The first thing that you can do, it takes about 20 minutes to read through the entirety of the Encridian, uh, just sitting down and reading through that. So as, as a tactic, as a strategy, you could every morning or whenever you've set aside that 20 minutes every day for three weeks, sit down and just read through the text of the catechism. I would encourage you to do it out loud because you're not only just reading it, but you're hearing yourself say mm-hmm. it as well. And that helps internalize it as well. So that would be a, a more of a, a broad scale holistic thing. But some of you may say, 
I don't have 20 minutes to, to dedicate just to that, but, but I can carve out five minutes every day. And so then what I would encourage you to do is adopt almost like a, a Lenten practice where we would separate the six chief parts into six days. So go from Monday through Saturday and get to church on Sunday. Um, so that, that would, that would be the good thing. Go hear God's word and receive forgiveness. Um, but so, uh, on Monday, 10 commandments, Tuesday, creed, Thursday, Lord's prayer, wait, Wednesday, Lord's prayer, Thursday, baptism, confession, then Lord's supper, uh, sacrament of the altar on Saturday and repeat that three weeks in a row. Just go through that every day, three weeks in a row, going through those, reading them out loud, doing uh, that. Mm -hmm. And and that will help you uh, in your process of committing to that. Now at CPH, we have some materials that can help you uh, in that aspect. If you are going to go that latter route, which I probably would encourage people to do, I think, especially if you've never done something before, I sometimes like to go cold turkey on big big things and, and, and do that. But for some people to be manageable, go through one chief part a day and do that. We have a book that Professor John Pless from Fort Wayne uh, wrote called Praying Luther's Small Catechism. And this is a wonderful devotional book. Inside of it, it, it talks so much uh, about each part of the catechism, but it also lists inside of there the uh, text from the catechism, and then a prayer to follow that up. So I, I'd like to just read to you uh, the first commandment uh, for you that, that it's in here. So uh, as a practice, you might go through and say to yourself and reading it out loud, the first commandment, you shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And then pray, Lord God, you require us to fear, love, and trust in you above all things. Grant unto us undivided hearts to fear your wrath and so avoid the evil that you abhor. Instead, help us to love what you command and trust in your promises. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. And then you would just continue that through the Ten Commandments. And then on the next day, you would move into the Creed and follow that that same Mm -hmm. path. You can fit that easily into ten minutes. You're bringing yourself not only to reflect on the text of the catechism, but also receive learning and prayer. Uh, That follows a little bit of uh, Luther wrote to one of his barbers uh, a letter, and then I think President Harrison translated that into a book we have called A Simple Way to Pray. Um, So so thinking about that um, instruction, thanksgiving, Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose the S right now, and then finally is prayer supplication supplication maybe yeah so um so that I T uh, or is it C I think it's C I T C P is what it is a- anyhow uh, <laughs> go get that book as well it's a great little short read and it's a very helpful mnemo- mnemonic y- device y- th- there is in there that I have not read <laughs> in, in a while um, but going through uh, that that way will really help you uh, commit that to memory. And I would also encourage you, if you have people at work that that, that that would enjoy doing this with you, go grab them and just start your work day out. Say, let's get to work five minutes early and let's just start our day out in prayer. Or maybe it's with your family every day that you're going to do this. Um, when I wake up in the, in the morning, typically, unless um, my, my youngest has had a rough night, my family isn't up yet. So that wouldn't be something I could do, but I could do it with them later in the day. Mm-hmm. Find some people to do this with because that will help encourage you uh, along the way as well as keep you accountable to doing this. Um, sometimes the, the old Adam inside of us kind of creeps up and uh, we, we don't necessarily do what we've set ourselves out to do. So, 
aim to do that for three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Say you're thinking, I, I don't have a place where I can, or a place or a time where I can really sit down and do this. I'm always on the run. You're always on the run. Always on the run. Yeah. Well, we do have a CD called Sing the Faith um, that, uh, well, I just, I, I talked about Cheryl Magnus, uh, one of her posts going up on her blog, her husband, Phil Magnus, composed this. Uh, it's a CD called Sing the Faith that uh, has the text of the catechism set to song mm-hmm. um, with children's voices. But if you're always on the run, you, you're in a car all the time, great little thing to just sit down and listen to, and you'll get through and a, a section for in five minutes. You could listen to the whole thing. I think it takes... 25 minutes maybe to well, get through the, the whole thing. there's the listening to Luther CD and the lessons yeah. from Luther CD as well, which yeah. is the catechism. Yeah. Uh, if you want more of a song approach. Yeah. To, yes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So so those are just some very simple ways. But, but again, let me encourage people to find somebody to help you be accountable to this, um, whether that's your spouse, whether that's just a friend, whether that's somebody at church check in on you and, and, and go through it with you. Um, especially if you've gotten to this point where you're like, this is really important for me, for me to, to mm-hmm. follow through with, uh, in, in that aspect. What if, uh, so we, we start with three weeks, you make it through your three weeks. What's next? Well, hopefully at that point in time, <laughs> when we get to three weeks, you don't view this now as something that, uh, oh, I'm done. Finally, you know, they're, they're, it's not a finish line uh, that three weeks is to say, now I have created this a, a, as a habit and you continue on with that practice. Now, will you do it exactly the same way that you've done it now? No, maybe you'll move, move to a point where I'm going to focus on one commandment a day or one part every single day inside mm-hmm. of this. And there are things to do that. And you can uh, expand that uh, into there. Uh, if we look at, um, the treasury of daily prayer, for an example, there's an, uh, a reading from the book of Concord every single day, which a small catechism is a part of, uh, but you can get into that method as well, but just bring that into your devotional life. I would encourage you if you've made it through that three weeks, also consider uh, doing morning prayer for families, uh, individuals and families and, and add that into your life. And in there, in the rubric, in the red, red text, it says, here's a time for you to uh, read through the, the catechism. And then if you're using Lutheran service book for that, the small catechism is there in Lutheran service book for you to flip to. So, In our family, it's, uh, we do that more at bedtime prayers because mm-hmm. daddy starts his yeah. day so early yeah. uh, that um, we end up doing it as a family at bedtime prayers mm-hmm. and that works just as well. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, for sure. So th- those are all wonderful things. Now, if you're somebody that's sitting and saying, you know, I'm kind of an old school person. I'm going to dig myself into this and I'm, and I'm going to go old school. We have uh, on education.cph.org, we have a set of flashcards uh, that you can download, that, that you can uh, pull those up. Those are great teaching resources for children. Uh, but also if this is something that you're, you're going to take seriously, mm-hmm. uh, you can do that as well. We also have, uh, we, we have all of the small catechism built into a application called Tiny Cards. Um, which you can download and it has flashcards in there. And so you can download that on an iOS or an Android device and search for um, Concordia Publishing House or Luther's Small Catechism inside of that. And you'll get those packs delivered to you. And it'll actually encourage you. You haven't been doing this uh, today. A little (laughs) pop-up notification. Would you uh, like to jump in? Um, And then uh, we also have an Alexa skill uh, inside of the Amazon Echo that uh, of which I know you uh, have used with your family as well. Um, but one thing in sharing this catechism, now that you've learned it and you've done that, 
uh, we have uh, a new resource that came out last week um, called a simple a simple explanation of Christianity. This it little fits in a shirt pocket, uh, little book, little pamphlet. It's full color, um, and it is the text of the Enchiridion. So it is the Catechism uh, in there, and I, I'm really excited about this because you can you can only buy these in packs of twenty, and so for most people, they're thinking twenty. What am I going to do with twenty of yeah. these? You give them to your friends, and you and, and you know if you're at a church, you give them to a visitor. You get you give them to that, but it's nine ninety nine for twenty of them, and they're full color, and uh, it, it's a it's a great little resource. Um, to have. It's something if you want to keep with you, if you want to just keep this in your desk at work and you've got your 15 minute break during the day and you pull it out and you just read a section of it, it, it can go with you wherever you want to be. Leave it in the car, uh, buy buy 20 of them and strategically place them where you need to go and, uh, <laughs> and, and you'll always have it with you. Pitfalls to avoid when it comes to committing to memory, the, the small catechism. You know, if you struggle with something and you're just struggling and struggling and struggling, don't dwell on it. You know, move, move on to the next thing. I think that's the, the the joy of moving day and going to a different section every single day. Um, th- there can be some, some harder things that y- you mix up. I, I remember uh, when I first did the creed, uh, we, we tended to use the Nicene Creed in church a whole lot more. And that was a challenge to... Uh, okay, now I'm doing the Apostles' Creed right now. But I wouldn't get hung up on that either. You know, if you find yourself saying mm-hmm. the Nicene Creed instead of the Apostles' Creed, they confess the truth about about what we believe uh, in God. So um, don't beat yourself up over the, over that kind of stuff. And, and another pitfall that I might encourage you to do, memorize the first three sections first. Find a success first. And maybe don't even worry about the what does this mean right off the bat. First, memorize the Ten Commandments in their text. Memorize the Creed in its text. Memorize the Lord's Prayer. You probably have the second two down already. Um, But definitely put the Ten Commandments and then add what does this mean to it. Then start working through it. uh, same goes for children too. I think mm-hmm. start with that's what we've been doing. Is we started with that the the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten to the the uh, you know what does this mean yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> First grade, second grade right. will be around the corner, right. not not too far away. What uh, do we ever get to a point where we stop learning, stop committing to memory? <laughs> well. I have of the highest reverence for Dr. Luther. And he said that he did this daily, that he never outgrew the simple truths that the catechism taught. And in the same way, we never master this. We're, we're, we're never going to be the most learned person of what God has taught us. You're, there's no mountain to climb here. There's just committing ourselves to God's word every single day. And what we find in Luther's small catechism is the simplest explanation of what God has taught us. And so we're never done. We're, we're, we're never, ever done learning and digging into God's word because we believe that we are edified by hearing God's word, that hearing that word proclaimed to us uh, strengthens our faith. As we continue to learn God's word, at least in, in my case, it always seems the more I learn, the more questions I have, the more I want to learn. Yeah. The more I want to 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 dig in. And so then say you've committed to memory the small catechism or or most of it. 
What about the large catechism? You should be reading that mm-hmm. next immediately and, and maybe even concurrently with a small catechism as just reading material. It's great devotional material, but man, the large catechism might be my favorite thing that Luther ever wrote. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it is, it is gold. And I, it, it's one of those things, not to go on a side tangent, but I wish that somebody would have set me down when I was younger and said, read this. <laughs> you know, you, you have the misconception when you're younger of, well, the small catechism is what we do in confirmation, and then that large catechism is just for pastors. That, that is the wrong misconception. Read this. It is so wonderful to read, so edifying to have these simple things that God has taught us explained in such depth and understanding. To to dig in, and that's that's something that might be uh, a, a meaningful group conversation as well. Dig in and study the large catechism together as mm-hmm. you're as you're working on learning the small catechism, committing to memory the small catechism. Study the large catechism together in a group. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this could be something that starts you off. We've talked about setting habits. Um, you may be somebody that I, I don't have a big prayer life right now. I don't have a daily devotional life, and by carving out this time, this three weeks of time that you spent in the small catechism, and hopefully you continue on, now you set yourself a standard of, I want to be in God's word every day. And then you're going to go find a lectionary that, mm-hmm. you're, that you're going to follow. Maybe it's the daily lectionary that, that that Lutheran service book put out that you can get in treasury of daily prayer. Or maybe you're going to say, I'm going to just spend a year in the gospels, just going through the gospels every day. Um, the, the biggest thing is find the manageable, the manageable chunk of time that fits your life right now. For some of you, it could be two hours a day. That'd be great. That would would be awesome. For some of us, it's 10 minutes a day. And that's what you have. And and just get into it every single day. I think it was Luther who said, I have so much to do today that I shall spend the first two hours in prayer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. You know, if and I think you made that point earlier. There's there's nothing more important than than God's word in our lives. All the other things we have to do or that we are concerned with are, are merely secondary, tertiary to, yeah. uh, to, to God's word and the gift that he gives in it. So you, you've committed to memory the small catechism and you want to study more. Still include that small catechism as a part of your time of prayer and study, starting off with the, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, the Lord's Prayer as you sit down to study. Yeah, absolutely. I, don't kick it to the side. You know, don't think, okay, I've mastered that. Now I'm moving on to the next thing and I'm going to go master John's gospel. And then I'm going to uh, go master the small called, you know, small called articles. And then I'm <laughs> going to go master, you know, always include that uh, in there. And, and maybe this could be something where you encourage uh, in your church that you confess part of the small catechism during, during the divine service. Mm-hmm. At, at our service, we confess it right after the creed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we say the creed and then immediately we go into um, one section of the small catechism. Last week, it was the sixth commandment. Next week, it'll be the seventh commandment. And we just run through the entire text. And that could be a, a good and faithful practice or, or include that if you're in a Bible study, if you're somebody that's been doing that. Start off the Bible study by by reviewing one of those things. I, I know a, a former employee here, Pastor Randy Golter. Uh, every single Bible study that I that, that I sat down with Pastor Golter, always started off with reviewing part of the Catechism. Well, you mentioned earlier that uh, we like to exercise. What about as a part of your your exercise routine in the morning, or well, at, or whenever you work out? 
Well, well, sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes your brain wanders while, while, while you're out on the run, you know, and, and so it, it could be a good time to do that, especially if you've committed it to memory at that point in time. Or while you're lifting weights. Yeah. <laughs> you shall have no other. I, 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 this, that would be a point where video would be important to, <laughs> to keep you focused. Yeah. As you're trying to uh, trying to grunt out what it is yeah. that, that, that you're praying. Well, this is this is helpful. You've mentioned a few resources that we could use. Um, the the new what is the, the, the this called the tiny little uh, a packet. simple explanation of Christianity. And here, I'll I'll leave you a copy of that. Excellent, thank you. Yeah. We'll we'll get a, a picture, get a link up on the the website today with the article. A simple explanation of Christianity. It's a handy little uh, pocket size edition, basically of the. The small catechism. And, and super affordable to mm-hmm. share with everybody. Yeah, really handy. Well, you can do that. You, you mentioned a couple of, uh, you mentioned some CD audio formats of the small catechism available, whether in song or we talked about uh, the, the, the spoken um, version that's uh, on a CD. And mm-hmm. you can uh, play that in the car on your yeah. drive-in. Yeah, and share that with your family on the drive-in. Or if you want to be a little green, go find somebody to, to ride with you and mm-hmm. get them in the car and listen to the catechism. Together. Sure. Yeah. We have the, you know, those first three parts of the catechism here on our, the beginning of our, mm-hmm. our broadcast day in the, the first couple of hours of the day, yeah. uh, the 10 commandments, the creed and the Lord's prayer. And we've had some families report that that's part of their, their drive time to school, yeah. their car line, yeah. that sort of thing in the morning. So yeah. well, that, great. That, that's part of their, their morning as well. The, the catechism that one mom even shared that, uh, it's all chaos in the car until that comes on. And then everybody gets quiet and joins in with the, the, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. What a blessing for that, Mom. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I, I was like, well, that's a, I'm glad to hear that, that. What a great way to start your morning and, and uh, get them off to school uh, with uh, these great gifts in the small catechism. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. The the blog that uh, that you're on, educationcph.org, is that right? Yeah, education.cph.org. Any hints what's coming up next? What are you working on now? We, we've got some really cool things that are, uh, are just around the corner. Can't talk about them too much, but I, <laughs> I will tell you, uh, I will tell you that it is a very exciting time at Concordia Publishing House, as I think it always is, um, one of the best places to work, but, but also... Um, really thankful that we get to serve the church. You know, that's our, we, we strive to be the premier publisher and provider of choice for the, the scriptures and the Lutheran confessions. And, and we really, uh, we take pride in doing that. And we're really excited about what's coming out. I think here in the next month, you guys are going to see something that we've been working on. That's really, really exciting. Am I going to be excited? Uh, you will be excited, <laughs> Andy, and I will make sure that when it releases, you will be the first to know. Joe Wilman's senior instructional designer for Concordia Publishing House, St. Louis, Missouri. Joe, always a pleasure to have you in studio. Thanks for coming over today and talking about the learning, memorizing the small catechism. Thanks, Andy. Coming up in just a little bit, thy strong word right here on the messenger of good news worldwide, KFUO. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.